0: we mm-hmm. Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tate. We have a great show for you this week. The main event is the director of the new film, Expert at the Card Table, Finding Erdnese. hans Joaquin Broheisenfer is my guest. We discuss the journey he's taken to get his film off the ground, the docudrama style he chose, and a lot more. Nick Lacapo stops by the show to discuss the feature product of the week from Rick Lax. Before all of that, the show kicks off with one of our quickfire segments where your favorite magicians have a think on the type of reading material they would hope to end up with them when they were if they were on a random plot of land in the middle of the Caribbean. This week, it's magician, mentalist, bubble artist, and regurgitator, Kieran the Mighty, joining me for Desert Island Magic Books. Kieran Johnson, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for Desert Island Magic Books. Let's say you wash up on a desert island with one magic book, and it's made of Tyvek, so it's not gonna fall apart in the wind and the rain and the sand. What is your Desert Island magic book?
1: <sighs> so difficult. I could just take one.
0: Just one, yeah, because people have tried to cheat and be like, oh, the Tarbell or or yeah. the Card College. No, if if you do that, it's got to be one volume.
1: Yeah, see, what, what you can tell them is you could even trick them even harder with Tarbell. You could just tell them that they can only have the first issue of the pamphlet <laughs> because it's yes. the pamphlet first. Yeah, yeah, just one Sorry, I felt like I was trying to show off my knowledge pamphlet. there. <laughs> no, I understand, I understand. You, you can have that one pamphlet that no one bought and then they <laughs> decided to sell it to magicians because it was, a, anyway, you don't need to know the history of Tarbell. But originally, for lay people, there's some information for you. Um, I don't know. I I think it would be a torn because I'd like to say I'd take the magic of Max Malini because that book inspired me. Yeah, but I don't know if I could read it forever.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, so I should also say uh, that as this segment has evolved, um, it is an island with like a resort. So there's pe- and there's lay people that can perform, and there's a magic shop that you can get props from. It's just that they don't have any books, is what we've determined. All
1: right, okay, this has got far complicated. Yeah, so this is it's basically I Aruba. Think it this would is what it is. It have to be simply hot. Simply Harky. I think so.
0: I why, think it, why simply Harky? Because it's just a brilliant book. What What is it? Uh, what is it about the book that, that you find you find returning to it I over and over again? I
1: Love him. I, I never met him. I don't think. And I, I, I did, there's something like really brilliant about his magic, mm-hmm. and I just feel like if I only had to read one book of him again, mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, I love Max Malini, but I I like the stories of Max Malini. Mm. and I and I, and I love and it inspired me. But like with Harky, you just go, what you what were you thinking there? what were you thinking there? Yeah. What were you thinking here? How did you come to this? Mm-hmm. Well, and like, and he, and he just seems this brilliant person. And then you also get the sense that he probably wouldn't be very friendly in real life when you read <laughs> his book. But you also know that if you perform... perform Magic to you, he'd blow you away, and I just—I don't know. Well, totally d- out of control is a good one. That like would be a good second choice.
0: Totally out of control is an amazing book it's as well. An book. Uh, There's so
1: many amazing books.
0: No, I do. I do want to focus on simply Harky a little bit because this is one of the unusual instances where I haven't read the book. Right. Which, I mean, no, oh, th- I. Uh, no, I. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I have got it. I own it. Okay. I don't uh, as well. But you—is uh, there a particular trick in simply Harky that you?
1: It's just the ideas. The ideas. Yeah. I think I like the ideas more in Uh Aha, heart, but I love, I love that. um, I, I I just, I think I just love his thinking. Like he has Mm a a great thing with pie poppers. I just, I just, I think if for me, it's just, if I had to romanticize Mm -hmm. a magician and, it would be that.
0: I I like that you're choosing it based on that you want to romanticize the magician and not because of any specific thing. That's. But I mean, it's it's an interesting. It's interesting because the book has clearly had an effect on you.
1: Well, so Stickman Bob is a combination of Simply Hockey mm-hmm. and Dan Harlem. Mm-hmm. Like I saw that trick, I loved it. Can you describe uh, it for our listeners? So, so it's uh, it's 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 an original. It, he has a basically. It's 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 hard to remember what it quite how it quite goes, but it's also like a, a card is picked and an animation happens. It's mm-hmm. nothing like cartoon, yeah. but it you know it's it's an idea. And but I just and I, I spent ages making the trick up, mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, and then I realised I could just get cartoon. <laughs> and then I thought, you know what, I've already invested in drawing stick men on the back of these cards. Yeah, why don't I cut the stick men out? Yeah, and then I thought, well, why don't I get like a cannon? Mm-hmm. Well, why don't I shoot a cannon at it? Oh, why don't I stick flash paper? Oh. Now I have mm-hmm. a new trick, mm-hmm. and that was a combination of trying this trick, realizing I probably should just buy a cartoon, yeah. and then I thought, why not do this? And I and I think maybe the reason I like Haki and I, maybe I could just take him. Um, mm-hmm. Why why I like him is I just feel like he, one of those magicians that's absolutely brilliant, that mm-hmm. disappeared off the face of the earth, yeah. but no one really remembers him. And he wrote two books that are so hard to get hold of. Yeah. Those books are expensive and rare. Yeah.
0: Well, Simply Harky sounds like a wonderful choice for this, and I I hope our listeners pick it up and start start to take some of his wisdom and romanticism as well. If you can find it, good luck. Well, thank you for joining us on Desert Island Magic. Thanks. Thanks so much to Kieran the Mighty for joining me on the show. Now, on to the main event. Hans-Joachim Brohesenfer is the director behind the brand new film, Expert at the Card Table, Finding Erdnays. It's a fascinating documentary into the various theories as to who the actual author, S.W. Erdnays, actually was. It features notable experts like R. Paul Wilson, Laura London, Guy Hollingsworth, and many, many more authorities on not just gambling magic, but also the history of magic publication. I was introduced to Hans by Laura London, who frankly should be given an associate producer credit for all the wonderful people she's introduced me to for this podcast. I was introduced to Hans by Laura London at Magic Live and now you get to join our conversation. Hans, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm very excited to talk to you because we ran into each other here at Magic Live, and Laura London said, you must meet my dear friend Hans. He's doing the Erdines film, which is, this is, you just showed me the trailer, and it's it's incredible. It's a docu-series about finding Erdines?
2: Well, it's not a series. It's it's a film.
0: I'm sorry, not, yeah, not docu right. Sorry, we were talking about something else, and I sort of got tripped up. It's a film about, the history and identity of Erdnés.
2: Exactly. So uh, what we're doing is we're presenting different theories that are out there. So um, because we still don't know who Erdnés might have been, or maybe mm-hmm. we do. You have to watch the movie in order to find that out. Yeah. Uh, and in the movie, we present the different ideas people have. So for example, we talk about Richard Hatch's theory, where Erdnés is a traveling agent scamming mm-hmm. people on the train. We're also talking about Todd Carr's theory, although Todd Carr himself is not in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about Milton Franklin Andrews, which was the first theory that was put out there by Martin Gardner. Mm-hmm. And um, we then reenact all of these um, ideas and scenes, and I was trying to research as thoroughly as possible to get to get those reenactment scenes right.
0: It's, this, uh, it's amazing watching the trailer, because there are these, like, beautifully crafted scenes that are definitely like a period piece and then conversations with Jason England, R. Paul Wilson, Laurel. I mean, just you name it. I mean, you've got like the who's who of people who know about Erdnase. How did this project start for you?
2: Um, Well, I started doing magic when I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. and uh, the first book I read cover to cover was actually The Expert of the Card Table. So I started with, mm-hmm. with videos and so on, but the first book I read all the way through was The Expert of the Card Table. Mm-hmm. And when I applied to become a member of the Magic Circle in Germany uh, for my exam, most of the material I performed was actually from that book. But at that time...
0: Wow. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's not easy stuff.
2: No, it's 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 not. I was practicing, I think, three to four hours a day, while actually I had to prepare for my finals in in high school. <laughs> so uh, yeah, my, my mother didn't appreciate of that, but anyways. Um, so this is how I got started with uh, with mm-hmm. and at that time, even though I, I learned a lot of the te- or some of the techniques from from that book, I never really questioned the the author or the title, and mm-hmm. uh, it took quite a long time until this this mystery actually uh, I, I noticed. Mm. And uh, by the time I noticed that, I was already in film school uh, trying to do some some short films, trying to find my way, what I wanted to do. Do I want to be a cinematographer, a producer, a director? I didn't mm. know when I was starting out. And um, then I, I skipped a few years now for my bachelor thesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then uh, created a, a film concept for combining interviews and documentary parts with uh, reenactment scenes and my bachelor thesis actually is about urtnase and it has the title urtnase and i created this this concept with all these interview partners you just you just listed
0: that's amazing so this started as a as your as your bachelor's thesis and now it's evolved into something that's just so much more
2: Exactly, it was all on paper, and I had one proof of concept scene I shot in two thousand and seventeen. And this proof of concept scene was the meeting of uh, S. W. Erdnase supposedly and uh, the illustrator of the book, Marshall Denson Smith.
0: Oh man, I, 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 you know, I've read about that meeting many times in many different accounts, or the supposed meeting because we don't know I mean or maybe we do I don't know you haven't let me seen the film yet uh and I've always sort of like played in my head over and over again like what that would be like because the drawings are so beautifully detailed and also so kind of rough and and at the same time and uh and seeing that in film is is going to be really really fascinating to look at
2: yeah it's actually um I filmed uh, the entire scene was actually seven minutes long when I first filmed it and I Mm. handed it into the federal film funds we have in Germany. And then what ended up in the movie is maybe just three minutes or so. So we actually have the entire scene, the entire meeting, how I imagine it at least. And uh, yeah, I know a lot of, uh, uh, about those things from the the notes Martin Gardner took when he then interviewed uh, Smith forty four years later, mm. after after this this meeting happened, and in this interview, uh, Martin Gardner also wrote down that, that Smith said that uh, he didn't really care about the aesthetics as long as the actual point what what needed to be uh, to be conveyed was yeah. was was there. How did you go
0: about? I mean, so it's one thing to just film a documentary looking for Urdenas right i mean like you know getting in touch with magic- with the wonderful magicians that you've gotten in touch with is is enough but the the reenactment scenes i have to imagine casting the potential men who could have been urdenas because it's not is it at least my impression in the trailer you showed me was that it's not the same actor playing who urdenas is every time am i correct
2: uh, actually, it is the same actor. But oh, it is. Yeah, but we uh, we gave him a very different look every time. Yeah, um, it's, it's very
0: effective in the trailer. I th- I thought at least that I saw two different actors, but you, your hair and makeup and just oh. all the people did a fantastic job.
2: Yeah, um, I casted. Um, uh, on, on various bases. So um, uh, Florian Bayer, or Jan Juru, as he's known mm-hmm. in the magic community, is actually a mentalist from, from Germany. He does a little bit of card work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, the, one of the most notorious card, magi- card magicians and card hustlers in history, <laughs> and you cast a mentalist. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, because he's all, also an actor, so he went to acting school, and yeah. uh, he's quite a good actor. This is why I cast him. And um, however, he isn't that skilled with a deck of cards. So when you when you see hands, it's either either Semyon Sidanov, who's a very skilled uh, sleight of hand artist from Germany mm. as well, um, or my hands actually. Oh really. Yes.
0: Oh, so you're executing some of the moves that you that started you on this journey.
2: Uh, I am. I am, and I think uh, I drove my team crazy because it takes me forever, as with all of us, I think, to get to be satisfied with a move.
0: As uh, as someone who frequently has to watch himself when he's editing, especially with the social media videos, I can only imagine that your team hated you after the. 2,000th take of
2: doing a bottom yes. I remember we also, I wanted a camera move simultaneously to because of the angles. So I wanted a camera move, which wasn't quite easy to pull off and the slide wasn't also so, so easy. So then on take 64 or something, I was like, that was good. And the camera was like, sorry, that's out of focus. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So, um, there are uh, definitely uh, some of the takes uh, or the tricks you see yeah. in there, uh, um, probably over 100 takes for some I, of them.
0: You know, I, I want to ask who you think face was. Sorry to interrupt, but this week the show has been brought to you by Grab Bag from Rick Lax. Nick Lacapo joined me via Zoom to discuss this crystal clear switching device. Nick, this week we're talking about Grab Bag by Rick Lax.
3: The, yes. This,
0: this is a really fascinating routine for a cool utility device that you get.
3: Yeah. This is uh, when you when you when you look at grab bag. Sure. There's a great trick here, but also uh, this is a device that can be used for many, 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 many different things. Yeah. I know
0: you and I have both used this particular device. I mean, what we're basically talking about here is a, is a switching device. Yeah. It's, or, a, it's, a, change a, it's, a, it's a change bag. It's a clear change bag. Clear.
3: Yeah, clear plastic forcing change bag, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here's a routine though that comes with it, which is very cool. Rick has uh, some nice scripting here about uh, symbols, and he's got a bag full of pennies with different types of like designs and symbols all over them. They're all unique as well. I think every every penny has a different different uh, marking on it. Uh, you ha- you ask a couple people to you know it's really as many people as you want reach in and pull out any penny and remember the symbol that is on it. Uh, and then they place the um, place the coins back inside of the bag. And then you can do this trick blindfolded or with your eyes shut or just simply turn away, but you're able to shake up the bag so all of the coins are lost inside it and then reach inside and then pull out the same coins that your spectators just thought of
0: there rick's got some really nice touches on this too where he can have the spectators shake up the coins and then he's pulling them out it's a it's a really cool routine that i can see a lot of people doing especially because you know coins with lots of different designs on them are immediately Mm -hmm. interesting and people are going to want to find out exactly what you're doing it's a Mm -hmm. great little routine to do with lots of people kind of almost offbeat mentalism type stuff not not quite remote viewing but definitely cool
3: Yeah, very, very cool routine. Like, I'll tell you what, like, something that I've done with these is that I've done the balloon swallow for a long time. Oh, yeah. And and, uh, I'll put a bunch of color, like, various colored balloons Mm -hmm. inside of this bag. However, in the secret compartment, I'll have balloons of only one color. Uh, So. In my show, when I do the balloon swallow, I have somebody reach in and pick out any color. It feels insignificant at the time, but I'm basically forcing that particular color on them because later on in the show that balloon is going to come back and it, you know, it's just like a little extra, Oh, well he did pick out any, you know, it's yeah. it's a, it's a meaningless trick in my show, but at the same time it's got a little mystery to it. And I use the, uh, the clear forcing bag to do that.
0: I love the clear forcing bags. I mean, they're, they're pretty easy to use. They're, they're fairly durable. So you can do some pretty cool stuff with them and uh, you can do some really, I think you and I even filmed a, a little inside the box behind the scenes video about grab bag and showed to everyone a, a lot of cool stuff you could do with these bags.
3: Yeah, once you, once you, like, pick your trick and put whatever you're going to put in it, uh, like, yeah, the bag gets beat up. But as long as you're just, like, using it for the same trick, it's just going to look like any one of your other props.
0: Yeah. So Grab Bag by Rick Lax. Check it out. That was Grab Bag by Rick Lax. available at penguinmagic.com. As always, the spectacular listeners to our show receive 25% off the feature product of the week when they enter the special discount code at checkout. This week, that code is CHANGE. That's change, C H A N G E for twenty five percent off GrabBag by Rick Lax. That code is only good for GrabBag and only good until the next episode of this show airs. Now back to my conversation with Hans Joachim Brohaisenfeld. I I want to ask who you think Urnays was, but I also know that you you just spent a whole lot of time, energy, and money making a film to answer to actually put that idea out there. So I'm I guess I'm not going to do that. Uh, but how? How did this, making this film sort of change the way you look at the book, I guess, is is, is where I want to go with this. Because I have to imagine that your relationship with The Expert at the Card Table at the beginning of this process is very different than it is now, as you are now in the process of distribution.
2: Yeah. Well, there are are two major uh, topics I like to address with, uh, with the film, and that that Came to mind while while working at the project in, in general, the first one being that I think it's quite important to separate an artist from from their work, mm-hmm. and this is a, a problem we we face um, in in society. Uh, generally uh today also with with actors uh, or or other famous people and mm-hmm. suddenly there's this big revelation that we know something that this was a horrible person and he or she did something we don't approve of yeah uh and then suddenly all the films are cancelled and stuff like this mm-hmm. and um uh, why I understand why why they do that. I'm I'm not quite sure whether this is the the right approach because mm-hmm. um, just um, because this artist has this one floor, as big as it might be, that that doesn't mean that everything he or she did up to this point is actually flawed.
0: It's a it's an interesting sort of you know a person can be a terrible bastard and also. Create meaningful and important works
2: of art. Yes, exactly. Okay, <laughs> bring yeah. it to the point. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: appreciate you trying to keep it very like highbrow, uh, but but yeah, I mean it's uh, it is it is sort of an interesting fact, or at least an interesting like way the world is approaching when they find out somebody is terrible. Yeah, and particularly with Erdine's, a we don't actually know who it was, but b some of the people we suspect Erdine's of being are are just awful humans.
2: Yes, Milton Franklin Andrews, for example. Yeah. Yes, so this is the first thing I, I would like to address. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people just start thinking about their own role models and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, question some of the things uh, and uh, some of the actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the uh, second thing would be um, the question, what is um, a general magic question, actually? What is uh, better to um, be unaware and, and fascinated mm-hmm. or to be uh, informed uh, but disenchanted.
0: Oh man, that's a that's a very deep philosophical question when it comes to it because I like being fooled, but I also really like knowing how it works. And sometimes knowing how it works does ruin it, but sometimes knowing how it works just makes it that much better.
2: Yeah, exactly. And this is uh, I think the exact same thing that's happening to the Ornis mystery.
0: It's uh you know i i i really want to see the movie because i, w- I want to see if you actually found something that we <laughs> didn't know about um I, I so where where can people find out about this movie like where they, where can they they see it eventually because i i know that having worked in the film industry in the past myself i know that you're in a a sort of uh fun time in a film's <laughs> lifetime in in actually bringing it to to the public but uh can you tell us a couple of things that you have planned for?
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited about releasing it because uh, some of the people who have backed us on Kickstarter years ago mm-hmm. are, are very keen to finally seeing the movie, although they now should have received it. So everyone who backed us at Kickstarter all, already got a sneak peek. Mm-hmm. But for the general public, it will be released in early August, the weekend mm-hmm. after FISM. So this would be the 6th of August. Oh, fantastic. Saturday, yeah.
0: When, uh, was there anything that you can share with us without sort of ruining the film that surprised you along the way?
2: Mm, well, I think we figured out why magicians love looking for Earth nice. i So
0: that, to me, is is an entirely fascinating subject in and of itself because it's, it's one of those... It's not a great magic book, and it's also not a great gambling book. It's... Uh, we seem to be fascinated by it because of Vernon, but it—it it seems it sounds to me, at least, that you found you may have a different opinion of that.
2: Um. Well, I think it's it's a very good collection of what uh, techniques existed at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's it's a good book, but I don't think it would be appreciated to, to this extent as it is today if it wasn't for the mystery surrounding mm-hmm. the author, and of course also if it wasn't for Vernon.
0: Yeah, the the uh, Vernon's it, it, Vernon sort of touting this thing as the Bible of modern card magic, I know is what drove people to this book in, in but it, I guess it, it is that sort of enduring mystery that because whenever you hear somebody tell a layperson about Expert at the Card Table, that's the point they always get to. They yeah. never really talk about Vernon. They always get to, we don't know who this is. And, I don't I, you know, just out of curiosity, did you speak to Steve Forty at all
2: no, in, in this? No, no, we didn't during the production, actually.
0: Have you? Well, I, so I guess during the, the production would have happened before the gambling slide of handbooks came out, uh, which he offers a, a, a very sort of unique perspective on... Urdinez, and so I'm guessing maybe did you talk to anyone who had read the books at all and offered sort of a similar?
2: Well, uh, uh, it's not part of the of the documentary, so yeah. it, it doesn't really appear in the movie. So okay. I, I can't comment on that. No,
0: moment. I mean no, that's that's totally fair. It was. Uh, I'm just I'm curious because it's it's it is one of these like fascinating things because I remember um, there have been a couple of releases of, of magic releases that have come out over the years of mm-hmm. people sort of like going on and describing Urdinez, and are all just this diametrically different stuff. Uh, What is the process uh, in the movie of marrying the reenactment scenes with the, uh, the, the interviews? Yeah. And as a filmmaker, how much, how much liberty did you take with these reenactment scenes?
2: Okay. Um, Uh, In terms of how much liberty, I'd like to answer this part of the question first. Mm. Um, It was very important to me that because we're doing a a, a magic documentary and people know that when they see something on film, basically everything can be fake. Yeah. So everything you see in in the movie with sleight of hands, there's no CGI or or special Mm. effects at all. And I wanted to keep it the same way for the research as well. So everything I I researched... um, I wanted to put in these scenes and basically limit myself to um, to tell it as best as possible within the boundaries the research gave me, sort of.
0: So, we, like, uh, you know, with, with some of the sort of uh, more violent aspects of, of people, we have, like, documented proof of, like, yeah. what happened. So you tried yeah. to stay as close to that without... Exactly. Trying to overdramatize it for for effect or anything exactly. Like so
2: what we do know, I stick to that, mm-hmm. and uh, about all the things we don't know, mm-hmm. um, this is where I then take my artistic freedom and maybe add a character we didn't know maybe existed, maybe it mm-hmm. didn't. Uh, yeah.
0: Is it clear when you're watching the film when there's like a character that you've added or not? No. Okay. No.
2: Uh, so if you do the research yourself And you know who, who Martin Gardner is uh, mm-hmm. Who is Marshall Denison Smith And so on then, uh, Or who is uh, Nulda Olivia uh, mm-hmm. the, the girlfriend of Milton Franklin Andrews In this yeah. case Then you will recognize those characters And you will know Oh this person actually existed back in time mm-hmm. uh, But if you don't know this beforehand Then it's hard to tell Is this now a person he added for dramatic effect yeah. Or that, that actually was there
0: well I am really excited for this film to hit and I can't wait i mean I can't wait for this to come out because i I'm really excited to to watch it and share it with my friends and family and uh and thank you very much for uh, for sharing this film with us
2: Thank you very much for having me
0: before we go um are there any other film do you have it you know I know you're in distribution for this film right now and so you're like in the business end of it mm-hmm. but are there any other uh, film projects out there that people can look for from you? Any other? Are you tackling another mystery of magic in another docu- documentary? Uh, uh,
2: projects from the past? Well, you can see a little bit of my uh, work as a filmmaker uh, when it comes to the magic industry on my uh, website. Mm-hmm. It is uh, uh, dot com. There
0: will be a link in the description for yeah. those of you who don't speak German.
2: <laughs> think that it will be better and there you can see uh, uh some uh like uh, image videos and so uh i did and then i did a couple of short films during film school mm-hmm. and i think the best representation of what i do now is the website of the production company i mm-hmm. worked with this is format film mm-hmm. uh, the website is www.format-film.de that's fantastic.
0: Well, Hans, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Good luck with the film, and I know that the Penguin fans can't wait to see it. Thank you. That's gonna do it for this week, kids. Thanks so much to Hans for being on the show, and thanks to you for listening. And, by the way, thank you so much to Hans for being so cool about me doing my best to correctly pronounce his name, and then failing miserably in my American accent. He graciously recorded a pronunciation of his name, and I listened to it over and over and over again, and did my best. And Hans, once again, so sorry for butchering your name. By the way, links to where you can see the film are in the show description. Be sure to check it out because Hans showed me some scenes and it's incredible. Well, as you all listen to this, I am literally less than 24 hours away from competing at FISM. I won't know what the results are for a few days after that, but next week, Nick and I are going to dissect the FISM experience and tell you what it's like for me to be a world champion or to have watched some 14-year-old Dutch kid who no one has ever heard of win the Grand Prix on his first time out. Either way, FISM is going to be a blast. I am so excited to go, and I can't wait to share the experience with you. Tune in next week to find out what happened. As always, we're a weekly podcast, so be sure to like and subscribe as well as Share your favorite episodes on the social media platform you that you correct uh, you posted the correct pronunciation of Hans' name on if you wanted to reach out to me about anything on this week's show you'll have to send a scotch knee to the fourth cabana on the left from the pool I've been working way too hard for way too long and it's time to take a break but if you don't want to have a quick relax next to the pool like I do you can always hit me up on instagram at eric tate that's at e-r-i-k-t-a-i-t From me and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, perform.